This is Ben from Snow Burial, and you're listening to the Epitome of Stupidity podcast. What up, ladies and gentlemen? Hi there. Welcome back to another episode of Epitome of Stupidity, your favorite alleged metal podcast. I am Brian. And he talks faster than usual. I'm Clint. This is episode, how many times have I said that? Um, 58, 58 yeah. at least. At least 58 times I've said that, so I'm getting pretty good at it. Um, what What's going on? So, we're going to go ahead and just say this is the okay. second time we're recording this. Technically, third time we've sat down to do this. Yes, third time we've sat down to do this. Episode uh, 58, take three. Take three. I fucked it up. And so, uh, but it's going to be a good show anyway. We're going to try to pretend like this is the first time we're talking about the things. So when I gasp at one of Brian's excellent takes, believe it to be true in the first time I heard it. Indeed. So now what are we doing? Now we're just catching up with everybody because it's still been fucking forever since we've talked to anybody. It was uh, like half a summer. It was like a little over a month. And it's been so good. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You said you got feedback from, from someone about us. The uh, new, uh, yeah, like frequency. once a month, right, right, right. Um, it was not positive feedback. They wanted more. Hi, Mel. We love you. Too bad. So sad. Um, we'll see what we can do. More on that later. More on that later. Right now. Uh, since last time we talked. Yeah. The band has done some fun stuff. What we do? We played. Oh, uh, we opened for a national. We opened for a national act. Uh, that was a good the, fun. The best sound system in the fucking world on an outdoor stage. Oh my god, dude! So I could have. I could have just Clint way too loud, so that's why he it was excellent. It. <laughs> it was great. Oh my god! Uh, we got a gig this Saturday. We got a gig this Saturday. We had another gig in there somewhere with the act of violence thing that we uh, yes. promoted. That hats off to them. Thanks. Sound quite as good. That was and loud as fuck. It was loud as hell, and we had to ask him every time after every song how much time we had. Yeah. Left. The sound guy at the big room bar is a dick. No, he's a fun guy. He's yeah. a fun guy. Um, what else? I've seen Neurosis finally off the bucket list. Oh yeah, no one cares about that. Everybody cares about that. Detroit. I road tripped it in every damn thing. Saw Neurosis. It was glorious. And I bitches can't. about a forty minute trip for his own band to play drives to Detroit to see Neurosis. Right. What? Do I don't. I don't understand. <laughs> What's your point? That is the point. Okay. It still seems wrong. What have you been listening to? Let's get a quick catch up on that. Oh, nothing good. Lamb of God. I went back to some Moontooth here recently. Yeah. Um, I listened to Great Southern Trend Kill recently. Have you seen that post? It's like Nicolas Cage and a woman, and he's all rubbed up on her. I think it was like Abby that shared it, like sexually rubbed up on her, and it says the same 10 albums, which is Nicolas Cage, and me is the girl, yeah. and she's just all like being embraced. That's kind of me. I've seen, I've, I don't think I've seen That's that one. The same 10 albums right. is just, I just fucking love them all. Well, I'm, I'm not going to do a lot to uh, 
Oh yeah, differentiate uh, on a burning body or whatever. Was that? Oh yeah, about? yeah, yeah. That's who you were talking. And they were about. here last Saturday, and I didn't go. So. Really? Yeah, they were yeah. a big room bar. There's that. Uh, I I went on a big Sabbath kick somewhere in there. I've been back to the Melvins here lately, of course. Um, Tool and then Dracologic just randomly drops a new fucking song. Says, "Oh yeah, Tool, in your 13 years, check this shit out." And then they, I, have they been 13 years too? Yeah. So then I turn it up really loud and listen to it a bunch of times. And now I'm in the process of trying to talk Cliff Fergano into coming on the show. So far, it is going so-so. <laughs> not at all. He's liking our posts and not responding to our messages. Well, you know, he is acknowledging us in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. So we've got that going for us, which is nice. Under contract, I'm sure, which is why. Whatever. But now what do we do? Now we sent it to. Let's. Uh, we, we we've completely skipped out on the music that you heard coming into all this. Oh yeah, sorry. That was Snow Burial and their song Ostrava, the title track off their new album that is coming out the twentieth of September. Should you hear this afterwards, it's already out. No. <laughs> it is good stuff. It's uh, post metally and just a little bit of a spoiler. We have a conversation with him about that. Let's act like we're calling him now and do it live. Well, we have to say that this was a Saturday night recording. Oh, yeah. So you can tell that. The difference between Wednesday afternoon, yeah. Brian and Clint. Did we have a band practice? We had a band we practice. We had a band practice and then an interview. And then an interview on a Friday night. Friday Sorry. night. Sorry, Ben. Um, Here we go. Yes. Ring. Boom. Still 100%, even though you could say that there's some weirdness involved, but we are 100 for 100. We're on the We've line. We've got. Ben on the line from Snow Burial. Ben, how are you this Friday evening now? I'm doing exceptionally well. Thank you for asking. Thanks for calling. <laughs> Happy to have you on, buddy. Um, it's been a long time coming in a couple ways. Uh, Snow Burial's been on Brian and I, uh, uh, Brian and I's radar for a while now. Uh, we've had, I think, at least two conversations prior to you saying something to us. And the 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 signing with prosthetic and everything. So this isn't uh, this isn't just for the fun of it. We actually enjoy you guys' yeah. shit. <laughs> so it's good when oh, it, when oh, it happens thanks. this way. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Right. Um. There there is a fun thing that I want you to kind of help us solve here. Uh, I can't remember if it was if it's before or after the interview that we actually have the conversation, but. We've I love post metal. I love Call of Luna. I love Neurosis. And Brian constantly yeah, says, yeah. I don't know what post metal is. Yeah. And I my my consistent response is it's kinda like the government's definition of porn. I can I can't tell you something descriptively, <laughs> but I know it when I hear it. So yeah. since you guys pretty consistently get categorized as post metal, can I get your definition and if you're okay with that? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, it, the, the, the preface is all of these 9,000 subgenres are right. impossible and, <laughs> you know, a nightmare for all of us, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> for anyone who writes music or is in a band. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the shortest version is, uh, well, it's postmodern metal, right? So it's, uh, heavy metal, but not, or taking elements from things like post rock and from shoegaze and not shoegaze. necessarily standard song structures or, you know, standard radio friendly things. 
Um, okay. So, like, ISIS was poor bastards with that name. Um, <laughs> nice. Like, <laughs> you know, for us, they're like probably the top of the heap, right? Like, uh, yeah, the there's Oceanic not a lot of album, with that. right? Like, it's yeah, that sound, right? You know, and, and our songs aren't nine minutes long or ten minutes long or whatever, but it doesn't, you know. Those are all boxes people create to start, you know, kicking people out of things. Um, <laughs> yes, but good phrase. But yeah, yeah. So. still quite, doesn't quite answer my question, but it, it makes it, it a little, <laughs> it makes it a little clear. It clears, yeah. the, the genre thing is an ongoing, oh. ongoing whatever on this where everyone hates it. We all hate it, but it is, it's yeah. always a topic. But because it's still a thing. Yeah, there's 19 of every fucking genre, and. uh it's just kind of fun to kind of right. figure it out, even though like we hate it. <laughs> biggest thing with this is like the difference between like doom or stoner doom yeah, and post metal. But that's a conversation for a different time. Let's talk about Snow Burial. Yes. So <laughs> you guys have the, the just the one album before this uh, upcoming album, right? Yes. Yeah. One full length. And, um, and we did two EPs before that. But. Oh. And they're not on Spotify anymore. We uh, have. I was going to say I haven't seen those. <laughs> yeah, they're. They may. I don't know if they're on our Bandcamp anymore. They <laughs> exist somewhere. Um, they're around. They're around. Somewhere they are a thing. So, but go ahead, Clint. You, you got a direction here. I think go this ahead. is your first with prosthetic. Correct. Yes. And based on all of uh, the bands we assume you're friends with, there, I think we can kind of see where the dots connected, but. Please enlighten us as to how that relationship started and came to fruition. Yeah, uh, so the my first interaction with Prosthetic directly, uh, we played Forever Deaf Fest, which uh, Nick Fury and Last Pete, November. Uh, yeah, they, they put that on back in December, and December, sorry. we get off stage. Oh, sorry, yeah, I, I interrupted with each other, but uh, um. I get off stage and Fabio from Varaha comes by and, you know, we're all around the merch table saying hi to people, you know, and he's like, dude, come with me. Um, we got to go get a beer. And I was like, oh, cool, man. And like, uh, yeah, just a minute. He's like, no, Ben, come with me now. And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> and if you go Fabio, you just agree. Yes. Uh, yes. So <laughs> Uh, followed him to the bar, and Steve uh, and EJ from Prosthetic were there and started chatting with them. Um, and so we had been on their radar, and, and uh, Fabio helped us out uh, without us knowing. He's just a really sweet guy. We had been talking us up to them. Um, and, we, you know, we had been working on really just demoing, getting ready to record this album that's coming out. And uh, we're sort of planning on writing and recording it and then hunting for a home in the middle of that or, you know, getting that built out and finding someone to come help us. And it kind of came to us. So it was awesome. Yeah. So again, I can edit this out, but I'm going to ask the question and, and you can defer or not. So can you, can you tell me why you decided to go with a label backing rather than just going by yourself? I actually kind of wanted to have this conversation personally after. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, well, we can do it. Off the record or on the record, either one's fine by me. Yeah, go, go ahead and answer it, yeah. Yeah, so, well, the first album that we put out, that, we, that was all DIY, right? And um, what I what we were all looking for and what I was looking for was someone to help, right? 
mm-hmm. and having other people helping push this, you know, Sisyphean rock up the hill, right? And the thing that's worked out so far so well has been the, this is, you know, one plus one equals two. Perfect. My workload hasn't gone down at all right, in terms of what we need to do to promote and contact and help with booking and all this other stuff. But there's been so much other help getting things heard and getting things announced. And, you know, like our, our video was up on our first video was out on decibel, um, which, you know, there's like there's almost like this filter and it sucks. But for, you know, these blogs and websites and everyone just get inundated with stuff and people. And it's yeah. really hard. I mean, you know, to, to get through that door of okay. even just getting a review on any blog. Right. Um, so having that kind of help. And then you know, we were already like you kind of alluded to, there's a bunch of us in Chicago who are on prosthetic. Yeah. We're already friends with them. Um, and none of them had anything but nice things to say about working with those guys. And even independently, like, you know, Steve's been uh, in a figure in the scene forever and will help friends bands who aren't even on prosthetic. Like, you know, he's just a, a good dude. Um, so when the opportunity presented itself, you know, it was no uh, it's super exciting. You know, to, again, just having extra people helping push and uh, help make this thing more successful than we could on our own. All right. Well, there you have it. Record labels still do fucking help. Still are useful. So enough of that. Everyone yeah. knows. Everyone knows that listens yeah. to our show how much we love prosthetic and how great Steve is. And he is Steve, a fucking yeah. man. Let's take it back to Snow Burial. Yeah. We always kind of. Uh, <laughs> what the hell was that, Clint White? That wasn't me. That was you. That was not me. <laughs> Anyways, um, take us back to the beginning of Snow Burial. You said you had two uh, EPs. Um, yeah. What you know. Day one. When 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 does this all come about and try to, you know, bring us up to date here? Yeah, so day day one started um back in Jesus, two thousand twelve. Um so Shiner was like re repressing the egg on vinyl and did a release show where they played the egg, you know, start to finish. It was one of my all time favorite albums. Um and somebody of mine uh Brandon, the drummer, and Andrew, who was our first bass player, were, we were all at the show together. Um, and we were separately in projects that were just frustratingly not getting anything done, like practicing all the time, writing all the time, but, you know, no shows, no studio time, just nothing, conge- you know, nothing gelling, right? Nothing getting together. So we were equally frustrated you know, venting to each other, drinking beers, like, you know what? We got to jam. Like, well, let's just all jam together. Um, and so we just started jamming and, you know, and I had had, you know, parts and things of songs and they had parts and sort of, sort of working them all together. Um, and that's kind of the first two EPs was, uh, were all those, uh, efforts that we, you know, stuff that had been on the shelf or things that we liked jamming with each other. And we're really trying to like find our sound in the room, right. And what, the, the three of us wrote together. Um, and then when we did the first album, Victory and Ruin, that was, 
you know, I, I think the, the, the most gelled we had gotten, uh, as, as, as us three, you know, and we wanted to do, we gotten stumbled into working with Shane, um, and his studio and really got a good working relationship with him, really liked how he produced or not produced really, but like engineered drums. You know, he's a drummer. He's a killer drummer. He tours with child bite a lot. Um, has recorded with them. You know, he's just amongst a million other awesome bands. And so, you know, my opinion, drums are like the hardest thing to record. Yes. So having, (laughs) so having an engineer who's really good at drumming and has a great ear for drum sounds and works well with the drummer in the band is invaluable. Right. Um, so, so yeah, so we, we did our whole first full length with that, uh, with him and that, you know, this is all DIY. When did right? that come so out? We were all, when did you put that out? That came out 2016. Okay. Um, and so we, you know, we pressed it ourselves, got all the art for it done for it. that. We actually went through, uh, Ryan Patterson from photo crime and, uh, Coliseum, um, he does a bunch of art for like Russian circles and just an incredible artist. Um, so hooked up with him for that. And, you know, was, we were doing all our touring DIY, booking everything ourselves. Um, we booked, we've done two tours and tours in Europe that, oh, sure. you know, yeah, it was all DIY, again, DIY, just brute force, um, getting things done and, uh, getting over there. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. Uh, and then for the last, we did a two week tour in Europe. Um, and Andrew, bass player, like he had started a new job and really just couldn't, couldn't jam as much anymore. He couldn't make the tour. Um, so my buddy Nick, who I jammed with in another project that was sort of a side project during this time called Only the Bones. Um, like he that. was available. So he jumped in for the tour and, uh, you know, Andrew was eventually just like, look, I can't like, I, you know, I don't have the time to do this anymore. Um, and if, you know, and so it was a very graceful, you know, and, uh, amicable. Yeah. You know, uh, breakup as it were. Right. (laughs) Um, and I've known Andrew long, like I, he's one of the first people I met when I moved to Chicago in like 2005. So, you know, this is, you know, a long time close friend um but you know that happens right people take different career paths and do things or so he couldn't hit it as hard as we wanted to and nick was more than ready to jump in and uh so that became the lineup and then that's when we finished up writing all the stuff for ostrava and went and recorded that so i i i've been wanting to say this a couple times ben plays the guitar and would you you'd probably say lead vocals i know the drummer sings as well but you're probably considered lead yeah. vocals, right? Oh no, no, no. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, I I do most of the singing now, and Brandon, the drummer, does a fair amount. Um, and Nick is sort working him in where, uh, you know, at first he was learning stuff that other people had written, right? And now is uh, you know, more incorporated. So I'm sure this whatever we do next will have more of him singing on it because uh, he's a and he's on a couple of the songs on this record so i i have to get this out there as well clint and i are sweating with jealousy uh, that you're a that three you're piece, a three piece. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to be a three piece so we're a five piece it's the best 
We wanted to be a three piece so fucking bad. We we both would see each other clips of us singing, and it was terrible. It was bad. <laughs> we, but anyways, that's enough of us. Yeah, that's, I, we're so oh, jealous. Man. Yeah, no, no, I I feel you entirely. Uh, and yeah, yeah, I I I'm very happy that we were at three piece. So did you? Were you a singer and then a guitar player, or a guitar player and then sung out of necessity? How'd that all come about? Uh, the latter for sure. So, been playing guitar forever. Um, and when we were starting, so when we first started uh, jamming, we were like, man, we really don't want to be a four piece. We don't want to just <laughs> yeah, have a dedicated right. singer. Yeah. <laughs> and we also didn't want, like, it, it's hard to have like a, a three piece musical backbone and then say, oh, we're looking for a guitar player slash singer. And not have them, you know, you want them to be engaged. You don't want someone to just like filling in stuff around you, right? So it's, you know, we were really happy with what we were doing. We didn't want to mess that chemistry up. So we're just all like, you know what? Fuck it. We'll figure it out. <laughs> there and... you go. Fuck it. Yes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the early stuff, I didn't, I didn't sing as many note notes. It was much more just, I'm, I'm a big growly dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then. Getting uh, getting braver and braver, picking up more of the the melodic parts. The, so, it sure the fuck seems to be working. Well, yeah. So when you're, is that a conscious effort kind of thing when you're writing your riffs and your songs, thinking, "Holy fuck, I got to sing over top of this." So on top of this, so let me scale it back, or is it like, let me write this what I'm feeling, what I want to write, and then I'll fucking deal with it later when it comes to the vocals. Yeah, I I I, I started out the first way and have ended up the second way. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I, I, would, I would initially just like, all right, this is what I can do. And then have gotten again, braver and sort of said, all right, I'm going to write the vocals independently of trying to play it at the same time. Um, sometimes that helps, right? Sometimes it actually like, you'll hear different things while you're playing guitar, you know, your, your brain puts it together differently, but just like, I, I'll, brute force it i'll learn my lines i'll figure out how to do both at the same time right right it's um the we kind of started with this earlier and it seems like with you talking about singing this would be a good place to kind of shoehorn it in we're going to start with how the hell do you pronounce the name of the album and the song that we've already introduced and then we'll go in from that into what are your lyrical themes Sure. So we think the proper way to pronounce <laughs> it is Ostrava. Oh, okay. Um, it is a. Uh, I have been saying Ostrava because that's just I'm American, and, and it's what I do. <laughs> exactly. uh, Fabio would say Ostrava. Ostrava. <laughs> right. He'll he'll roll it. Right. Yeah. He yeah. Throws a little right, 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 right. Uh, there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's so. It's a city in the Czech Republic. Um, the, the sort of that song, especially, uh, we, so when we were on tour, um, our van decided to eat itself, um, <laughs> in the middle of the Czech Republic. And it was like this, it was this colossal nightmare of like, the, it was this part, like a, it was a diesel filter or something. And then the modern computers like would not let the engine start without this filter being there. Like full, like uh, this is just yeah, EU law. Like EU we won't law. let the engine go until <laughs> this is fixed. EU law. And of course, like 
that part was unavailable because it had been failing across all these four diesels. It was unavailable anywhere in mainland Europe. We had to like overnight apart from like we were jumping through all kinds of hoops, like courier like we, we overnighted apart from England to Prague and then found a courier service to get it to Ostrava where we were stranded. And mm-hmm. it was an engine out replacement. Like you had to take the entire motor out to get to this filter. Holy shit. Yeah. So it's just like this and we're all like we're in the middle of the Czech Republic. Like people are super nice, but there's not a ton of people who speak English. And I certainly don't speak Czech. <laughs> um, so like they were they're I mean, unbelievably kind people. Like the deal like because we had taken the truck the van to a, a dealer. And they were, there's one sales dude who spoke English and just hung out with us the whole day, like translating us. We thought it was just some dumb, you know, like engine computer warning light or something. And that's what they thought too. Um, But they, you know, they were super helpful with us. We bought them a bunch of wine, you know, just a big thank you to them. But we're all like, you know, I have kids back home in Chicago. My wife's there. My parents had come out to come help like while we're on tour, but it was like, you know, we're all sweating bullets, like complete shitting ourselves, panic attack, like what the fuck? And like, we ended up canceling several shows of this tour. Right. Um, and we're just stuck in the middle of the Czech Republic. <laughs> like, thinking, like, I'm like, looking up like, all right, how much does it cost to fly home? <laughs> it was, <laughs> right. yeah, it, it was Out of bad. pocket, I mean, how much, was, how did that end? So we we got the part fixed. Um, Four. We were, so we were playing. We were scheduled to play Desert Fest in London on Saturday, and we were going on at like early uh, in the fest, like two in the afternoon. The van was fixed at eleven in the morning on Friday. Uh, we got in. I drove across seven countries. <laughs> To get oh to, <laughs> to get to the ferry at Calais, um, we got to the ferry at like one in the morning, maybe two in the morning, something like that. It was something. I mean, you were you know completely bleary eyed when we get there, and because it's England, we have to go back through customs, and for whatever reason, the the people at Heathrow had like said my visa was valid for three years instead of three months. And that made the customs at the ferry, like all up in a tizzy. So they had to go like recertify our visas. And we're stuck there for like another two hours in customs waiting to get on the ferry to go back to England. We I finally quit. get on the ferry at like four in the morning, get maybe 30 minutes of sleep on the actual ferry, like just sitting on a bench and get back in the van and drive another like five hours to London or three or four hours or however many it is. We get to London outside of the venue at like nine in the morning, park on the street. And I slept in the van for another hour and then we loaded in. <laughs> oh man. Anyone who's in a band listening has quit their uh, band. Has quit their, yes. We've <laughs> actually, not, our band has broken up hearing this story. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That's, well, that was kind of the thing. Like, too, like after that tour, we're like, look, this is either 
We're either dead or we're <laughs> lifers. Yeah. Like, There's no in between. None of so, us are ever playing again or we're never giving up. So if you don't mind me asking, out of pocket, how much does that end up costing? Uh, too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <exactly. laughs> there's no other answer there. There goes all the money we made. There goes, it's done. Uh, there's, there's all the profit for the next 16 years. Which is why yeah, you guys decided yeah, to keep going, I assume. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. Like, it's just, well, that's the thing. Like, it's, genuinely, they, like, we were having those conversations. It was like, look, like, this may kill the band. Like, this may kill me doing music. But, and it's not, you know, it's not just me. My poor ass, my poor wife, like, yeah. stay at home with the kids. Like, yeah. what's happening? Where are you? Like, right. Are you coming home? Like, what's going on? I'm in Ostrava. Still. (laughs) Right, yeah. It's like, you just buy a van? Like, what? (laughs) In full circle, the new album. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, it's like, we lived it, right? And what better way to to sort of get through it? And I mean, that's what the the song Ostrava is about, really, right? Like, it's about what it's like over there, like, being over there and being stuck. Nice. That's uh, it's you almost have to do like a, like a sideband Weird Al Yankovic style just comedy. The fucking van broke down because <laughs> the uh, the song itself is too fucking kick ass to smile at. <laughs> oh my yeah, that's what, god! The one tough thing is like we're all jokey, like can't take ourselves seriously kind of dudes. What well, and. But like the music is just bleak and <laughs> right. Heavy. Well, that's what I was gonna say. So what you know, obviously we know what Ostrava is about. So is it any couple highlights in the rest of the album that, that a couple of songs that I'm assuming you you write the lyrics for the most part. Yes, no, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I write most of them. Not not all, right? We will we'll all contribute, come up with a theme, and so, you know we'll we'll tweak each other's lyrics too, just for things like timing and you know yeah, how yeah. the words fall or whatever right? so so riff uh, go ahead good 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 yeah so like the so other themes right so the um the first song that came out uh sever the bloodline was uh pretty political right um, yeah no it doesn't show <laughs> <laughs> um right so it's you know it, Getting it out off our chest. I mean, victory and ruin is too. Um, but the victory and ruin. That's I like that. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry, well, sorry. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's you know, there's plenty of people who are, are happy. You know, as long as they have a pile of money to sit on, or you know, it's the dragon on their their hoard of gold, while you know the village is completely burnt, right? Burnt right. down to the ground. Um, So, so yeah, so there's that. Um, and of course, because 2018 was the worst ever, like three weeks after getting back from that horrific store, like tour, my father passed away. Oh, um, and yeah, and real pretty sudden. I mean, he wasn't a spring chicken, you know, by any means, but, um, it, you know, was not expected. And I, you know, I lucked out. My dad was kind of a superhero. Um, I, I know not everyone gets that. Uh, I was close with him. He was a great friend and a great dad. Uh, so, you know, I just got to get it out. So a couple of the songs and riffs are basically just trying to get exercise that out so I could, you know, 
go be a human again. I love um, that you specify that some, not just the lyrics, some of the songs, but some of the riffs. Yeah, yeah. You got to, you know, just kind of feeling a riff that I just want to take a second to point that out. Cause obviously that's a tougher thing for you to deal with than it is for my dumb ass. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you know, the, um, that, that is a, it's, it's hard to intentionally do, right? You're like, I'm going to write this. <laughs> this I, I'm emotion. sure there are musicians, right? Like who can do that. Who can just like, Oh, this piece of music is exactly this emotion. Right. For me, it's usually just standing in the room with the guitar for in front of a big stack of loud amps, right? And sure. until it just feels right, you know. Uh, well, uh, um, so I don't know where to go from there. I'm sorry to hear about that. Yeah, man. That's, that's, that's kind of. Oh, uh, thank you. Yeah, no, it's it's it, there's no easy choice. So right? the, maybe maybe this influences was maybe he is, was he an influence on you and R? Like, what's what what has influenced oh, you to be to be you know, to play the style of music you play, to even listen to, you know, the heavy distorted side, rather, you know, you know, tell us about so, what got you there. Yeah, so there's a, I have a very clear memory and a direct line for, for exactly what you're talking about, which was I was probably seven years old. We're in the car. My dad puts on a Dave Brubeck tape. And he pointed out that it was an odd time. Um, it was take five, right? So the ba dum ba dum bum ba ba dum ba dum bum ba, which is in five four. And both I of never... us nodding like we understand what you're saying. Yeah, we get it. We got it. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, but but that's you know like this. It's just old school jazz. Brubeck's awesome. If you haven't checked it out, it's some of the uh, holy, holy shit, amazing. He, so he wrote the the song take five. It was a huge pop hit in like in the fifties. Um, and it's this odd time jazz song and it's a great tune. And, but I, I had never thought that to count music before. And this sort of broke my brain that like there was music that wasn't just, four. you know, uh, four. Right. Um, and so, you know, while we're not playing, jazz covers right that was my one of my gateways into playing odd time stuff and one of the magic tricks that he in Brubeck and there are there are other jazz musicians to do this but I think they share with Meshuggah is this ability to disguise what is odd time so it's the whole crowd can headbang to it right right okay okay like Meshuggah is counting and you know Irrational math. Yeah. But cool. <laughs> counting no bad one, math and chugging. Like, yeah. No one in the audience is having a problem, right? <laughs> right. No one's having a problem. Yeah. So um so. I know that you guys have to have some current influences because I, I I personally love seeing <laughs> you guys as a band pictured because you've always got you you all three always have a shirt of a band that I personally adore. Like the like the current <laughs> promotional pictures got one of you, I assume it's you in the Generation of Vipers shirt. Well, that's Brandon. Ah, yeah. ah, I, mean, I won. Fail. Thirty percent. And then the, the. So then, is that you in Russian circles? That's Nick. Son ah! of a bitch! You've got the Black Sabbath shirt on. <laughs> I was getting ready to say. 
a whole podcast without fucking Black Sabbath being brought up, and <laughs> never happened. it has never happened. And the and we've this is like episode uh. sixty four, and F- Black Sabbath has been brought up in every fucking episode. It's a metal podcast, dickhead. <laughs> uh, well, that's but yeah. part of the joke, right? Like, <laughs> there's you can't escape. Anything that is adjacent to doom. Adjacent to doom. Adjacent to doom, yeah. <laughs> All uh, hail so and goddamn Tony Iommi. <laughs> right. The thing, like, it, yeah, it, there's a reason, right? Like, it's some of the best music ever. So, yeah, of course there's a ton of people deeply influenced by it, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, we're, I want to, there's one more thing I want to ask you before we'll, we'll, we'll end this little goofy, uh, as is our way. But with the whole post metal conversation that we kind of had earlier, and you made mm-hmm. mention of how you guys' songs are typically a little bit shorter than what's thought of in that genre, how do you decide? It, but they're still not typical song structures, generally speaking. Right. How do you decide when and where a song is done? And th- this is essentially for our own research as a band because we ask these kind of things. <laughs> yeah, and how, I generally find it interesting. Right. But that too. Yeah, we we try to pull how other people are creative and we're not. We just want to steal your ideas, so please give them to us. Uh, well, so the what I, I've been around, I guess, long enough to write enough songs. I've been in the band that plays, you know, a two-song, forty-minute set, right? Oh God! And wow. those are awesome, right? Those are super cool. I love those bands, right? One of our uh, best friends uh, in musically is a, a thief from Iowa, and. Yeah, one of the 30-minute sets will be two songs, and it's fucking great. I love them. I will see them anytime I can. Um, and I like playing those songs, too, with how we've jammed together, right? Snow Burial specifically, like, we've been getting more satisfaction out of um, a heavy editing hand, right? And trying to cut away every ounce of fat that we can to get to the root of what we think the song is. Um, so like the, this, you know, the, the first songs, like the, the, the first songs we, we wrote together, were kind of like, we're jamming in the space and every idea, they're good ideas, but we're just trying to cram every idea into every song. Right. And sort of <laughs> learning the lesson, like, not being precious about riffs, right? And it's like, look, like I'll write another one, right? It, it's kind of a, uh, we're all comedy nerds. So like the, it's kind of a comedy, like writer's room idea. Like, like just, you know, everyone throw your jokes on the table. Like everyone be savage, right? Cut down what, and don't, you know, don't have an ego about it. Don't make it too precious, right? Like you gotta kill your babies about what, <laughs> right. what your riffs are. Yeah. Right. So it's th- that's sort of the ethos that we all jam together really well on. Right. And that we, and to Nick, uh, who plays bass, he's actually a professional video editor. Um, so he's he actually got an IMDb credit for a full length feature. Oh, shit. Um, has done a ton of commercials and stuff too. And so, like, that world, right, is, is savage with editing. Like, right. every frame is accounted for. Um, and trying to apply that to riffs we think kick ass. So, Thanks. you know, and it's, it's, it's a feel thing, right? Too. It's like, how does it feel playing it when you listen back to it? Is it like, are these, is this, you know, played one too many times? Is like three the right number? Um, it's so like Ostrava, like the chorus we play through, 
three times each time. Um, three di- wouldn't be something that would just you would sort of like graph out on a paper and intentionally write. It was just like what we felt like it was right, right? Um, so it's yeah, I think it's it's, it's largely like <laughs> someone. Someone, I don't know, I can't find, someone had like a review of the first song and they're like, this highly efficient post-metal trio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> efficient post-metal. Sever the bloodline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot of positive words in one sentence. And there's, and there's a lot of syllables, too. <laughs> highly efficient <laughs> trio. Yeah, and you know what? I wouldn't, I wouldn't waste a lot of time arguing with, with no, that because uh, no. I would, I would totally agree with the post-metal label and, you know, you're getting in and out of songs in typically less than seven minutes. Highly efficient is a good phrase there. Quick, uh, we we're we're gonna close it with our with our stupid stuff. But I want to know real quick what's in the future for Snow Burial Tours, anything of that kind of thing going on. What oh, yeah. is the Columbus, Ohio date? Yeah, real quick. Let's go. What's going on? Yeah, man, we tried our asses off to get out to you guys. Um, so we're so we do, the release is the album's released on the twentieth. Yep, we. Are actually having a sort of a pre-party at a record shop in Chicago called the Bucket of Blood, um, which uh, Revolution Brewing is throwing free beers at us, and you know you can buy the record early, listen there. It's gonna be super fun. <laughs> the twenty-first is the release show, which is actually my birthday, so that's I'm stoked about that. Happy birthday! Um, yeah, thanks. Um, so that's that's like immediate. What's happening next? And then in October, like a couple weeks later, we hit the road. And we're going up into Canada, through New York, uh, down the East Coast. Uh, we hook up with Arata for three days in North Carolina, which I'm so stoked to be able to do again. Um, I love those guys. And then uh, back up through uh, Savannah and St. Louis into, into Chicago. And we, we tried like hell to get some dates out in October, <laughs> out in in columbus and dayton like it just could not find dates at that time i think there's a lot of bands touring in, in october well mm. if you get bored um, um and want to come through we know some people and us will open for you i was kind of going to do you that know, after so, we were done yeah, recording, no but. no no this is on this is on <laughs> fucking air we'll open for you and we know some people so come through columbus we'll ohio do whatever the hell we'll, we yeah, can we'll, about we'll fucking make it happen and yeah. uh we'll high well, five we're, we're close to the, the close the hatch guys too um so you, and you would absolutely love to. I don't put that shameless shit at the end off recording. I'm fucking. I don't. Get, I have <laughs> yeah, no. No, I know you're. Yeah, I, I don't. The self serving shit. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of self serving, I want to have some fun because I want to laugh. So this is a. Uh, this is a part one of two of our wrap up here. Um, I'm going to do a, a rapid fire with you if you don't mind. Give you two options. You just give back whichever one speaks to you the most or you prefer. And uh, there's sure. about there's about ten of them, not too hard. Um, here we go. You ready? Yeah, you got it. All right, coffee or tea? Coffee. One for one. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Clint will tell you if you're right or wrong on these things. So there you go. <laughs> okay. Toilet toilet paper under or over? Over. I still don't what are care. You a farmer. <laughs> <laughs> the Beatles or the Stones? Beatles. Ooh, one for three. Uh, Neither. Um, <laughs> Simpsons or Family Guy? Simpsons. All right. That one. That, there's no wrong answer on that one. Uh, I'm, that just says how old I am. Right. Well, yeah. 
<laughs> Family Guy is, is insane, but Simpsons is classic. Right. Right. Anyways, right. anyways, and that's okay. that's it. Yeah. Right. I grew up with one. I love Family Guy. But right. You know. Hammett or Hetfield? Ooh, Hetfield. Beer or liquor? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, accepted. The woods <laughs> or the ocean? Uh, woods. Nice. Uh, fall or spring? Fall. Big one here. Closer. Heavy hitter. This Heavy hitter. <laughs> Sausage patties or links? Uh, Stun silence. I, I, I like both. I don't know. I like it. It depends. No. Nope. Is it breakfast or lunch? It doesn't matter. You got to you gotta give us one right now. You only got one. <laughs> or just get- <laughs> if, if I had to ride or die, it'd probably be Lynx. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Lynx! Patty's till I die. Correct answers right there. <laughs> All right. We're going to get you out of here unless you get to your Friday night. Um, I think I like Patty's too. I with our, <laughs> exactly. With our, our one trophy question that nobody's ever thought to ask before. This we made this up on our own. Completely original. You heard it somewhere else. They stole it from us. Have at it, Clint. If you get sent off to an island and somebody's kind enough to let you go with an album, what would that oh, yeah. album be, Ben, of Snow Burial? The rest of your life. Magical, mis- Magical Mystery Tour. Oh. The Beatles. The Beatles. I, I got a whole long story about that, but yeah, no, that's it. You want to give us the annotated version? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, it's it's one of the records I grew up with as a kid, like literal record. So I inherited the family record player um, when they got a new stereo. So in my room and I had that record, the Magical Mystery Tour. I had like Sgt. Pepper and a few others, but that was the one that like just stuck in my brain. It's so goddamn weird. (laughs) (laughs) The trippiest, (laughs) odd record. I love all the weird melodies and like, that that tripped out acid was weird. pop. You know that's fucking awesome, right? It's so crazy that you know we have we we are allegedly a metal podcast. So all the people we talk to are pretty much metal. We talk to some kind of bluesy. But anyways, you know you take a band like Snow Burial, you get the front man, and he says a Beatles album. You know it's it's and it's kind of that's kind of a general theme that we see that no one says besides me. Like Pantera or something that that they'll take, you know. It's always it's always something that's kind of off off the beaten path that you wouldn't really expect, which is which is great because those influences seep into what is essentially heavier music and, and makes it more interesting. Fucking shit, right. like yeah, yep. So Snow burial, yep. Yeah, uh, there you go, <laughs> Ben. It's been our fucking pleasure to have you uh, on the horn with us here, and we are looking forward to eventually seeing you guys live as well as whatever else Snow Burial does in the future. But have yourself a pleasant Friday evening. Thanks, man. We'll talk to you soon. Side note, don't hang up. Have a good Friday. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. Have a good one. That was another one where I was not quite sure how it was going to go, and those ones always seem to be the best ones. <laughs> it went swimmingly. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, again, apologies to him because we may have had a beer or two. But... uh for us, it went swimmingly. A little, a little insight on behind the scenes stuff, and then you know, yep. Oh, he actually entertained the um, the genre, right? Question the, the whole getting mad at thing. Us. Yeah. Um, he uh, the story about them getting stuck there in Ostrava 
Uh, that's like the second story where I want to follow up with saying it's going to um, anyone who wants to be in a touring band is just going to hang in up their instrument and go get a job at PetSmart. Yes. Sign me up for PetSmart. No no I'd, I'd much rather smell like dogs than be stuck in Ostrava. My my anxiety could not handle that. No. No way. You'd fucking lose it. Um, Hats off to him for yes. making it through. And uh, we've heard the Snow Burial album, and as we, I believe we said in the interview there, it's good. Listen to it. You will enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... Now, now we now we talk about moving forward. Moving forward from this episode, episode fifty-eight, things will not be as they have been prior. Prior, we've realized not Richard Pryor. We've kind of realized. Well, no one's telling us, but we're kind. We're going to try something new. We're going to shut up for a lot. Yes. Um, the news will likely go away unless it's like a big story, right? Right. right. There, fun stuff to talk Which about. We'll kind of just jam it in the beginning there, where we catch up with yep. you guys and. And so, what? What? Well, instead of a featured artist, we'll we'll try to have an interview every show. But what's going to change is, and this was brought on by a post that said, um, I "Unsigned see. bands are better on the rate are better than the ones on the radio." Right. Prove me wrong. I think it was that kind of meme thing. I'm, and we got to thinking, like, yeah, we've got enough contacts, quote unquote, and have enough access to a bunch of these unsigned bands and and signed bands, and just signed ones bands that aren't that on the just radio, aren't right. as big. And we thought, you know what? Instead of us being idiots talking about things that you've already seen on the internet, let's bring some music to the table that, you know, this way we don't just have this backlog of shit that, you know, we're, we're friendly with people, but we haven't actually had a chance to put their music out there, get them on the show, things like yeah. this. This way, even if we can't work out an interview with somebody, we can play their songs, you can hear it, we can shine a light on them. Should be fun. So what do you it say? It might even lead to more shows. What do you say Mel? about <laughs> The old radio DJs that people were tuned in. Yeah. Uh, I kind of piggyback. Brian and I were talking about this, and uh, it was about two days after, or I guess two days prior to Brian and I's conversation, I was listening to the local sports goofballs, and uh, one of them was talking about how he thinks that rock radio should, instead of just continuing to just push forward the way it always has for however long, should go back to the way it was in the 70s where you would tune in to like a certain DJ who was playing. You just wanted to see what kind of fucking shit was on his mind, what he was listening to, what... It wasn't... Because the, you were kind of interested in what he was listening to the to same with. D, the same DJ at noon wasn't playing the same shit the DJ right. at four was playing. The same fucking 20 songs You weren't hearing the same fucking five songs in rotation all damn yeah. day. It was, this guy's going to bring these fucking random B-sides and this yeah. band because he's in local stuff and all that fun shit. So we're going to take kind of a... A swing at that. Yeah. Like I said, with some of the... More music, it's going to be shit that people listening have likely never heard of. Um, sort of kind of take it back to... I mean, we've always tried to been about... You know, we've tried to get big bands on here, but we've always sure. bringing bringing the the quotation airmarks, little guys, if you will, that right. some have... Some are touring, some aren't, some, you know, whatever, and get back to just giving people who haven't necessarily heard of Snow Burial or... All these howling right. sycamore and all these things, and just play maybe five or six songs from five or six different bands. Have a little banter in between. Maybe the feature band that we have an interview with will right. have two songs from or something. Yeah, uh, it's all still kind of a work in progress. Yeah, but so uh, this is the part where we say if you are listening to this and you are one of these bands, email is still eostupidity yeah. at gmail dot com. And yeah, if you're in any band, we don't care if you got a demo. 
I mean, if it's well, it's got to be decent quality, right? But and it's got to be it can't be hip hop, I would think. <laughs> right? But yeah, it's got to be some kind of rock, blues, funk, maybe depending if you work some distortion in there or something. Angry lyrics, right? We are allegedly metal. We try to keep in that same bay. But 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 if hey, if you got a killer ass hip hop song, I'll fucking play it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's our show. We can do what we want. So yeah, uh, there's that. Uh, as always, hit us on the socials or on the email. Let us know what you think. So, in, uh, and, in uh, if your bands again, send us stuff. Quick summary: about a half hour interview, a little bit of how you do half hour interview with a featured artist, and then five or six songs right. with us. I think the idea might be yeah to listen to them like we might actually listen to them live, live and right. then give feedback. As Just like a radio DJ. Yeah, yes. Take it, it's going to be more like a radio show. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be fun. 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 13 years in the making fun. So much fun. Clint has wrote a fucking goddamn <laughs> memoir. <laughs> a tool memoir about the new album Fear Inoculum. So yes, we, like everybody else... If you didn't know, Tool out. has finally put out a new album. We're going to give our two fucking cents about it. Despite every bone in Clint's body wanting to hate on this record. I knew when he started talking about, and this sounds, this it sounded extra pretentious on his end, and it's going to sound fucking pretentious on my end. Whatever. When he started talking about how people aren't going to get it on the first listen, it's not made for easy consumption and all this yeah, shit, yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. thinking, God damn it, they wrote the record that I want to fucking hear. <laughs> and I want to fucking hate it, and I, I can't. Doesn't hate it at all. I, I don't hate it at all either. You know, despite you looking at my, uh, um, What'd you call memoir? Memoir. There, uh, I'm glad we've had more time to digest it because my rating for it's actually gone down since last time we talked. Has it? Yes, it has. So I'll go first again. Um, let's talk. Let's what? talk about the whole packaging thing first. Oh, yeah. Though. Yeah. So it comes with a four-inch LED screen. The little fucking screen. And it's and it's magnet activated. It opens and goes on and off when you open and close it or whatever. And got it's a couple got, little buttons. Yeah, volume button, a little uh, pause, a little uh, speaker, and a USB charger. Yep, one of the old USB chargers, like PlayStation Two charger. They probably got those things on discount for. <laughs> There's nothing on there but their digital artwork flying around. Yeah, it's All just a weird fucking video that plays for I don't know, probably eight what minutes. What song is playing? Is it going? There's is no it, song. No. It's just, and it's kind of disappointing because you know, there's audio playing. There's audio playing, but it's not an actual song. It's just kind of weird sounds to go with the weird video, and you know it, it was billed as unreleased footage when you're looking at it and all that stuff as you're pre-ordering and all these things. It's literally all CGI. It's shit that Adam Jones was bored <laughs> and stoned in his fucking basement the one day and put it all together. And does said, he do the CGI yeah, stuff like that? Yeah, I know he did the claymation stuff yep. or whatever, but... He does all that shit. Um, and then when it actually came out, and it, you know, it has officially physical copies outsold every fucking thing, Taylor Swift and yeah. all of it. And when it came out, you couldn't buy the damn thing on the internet. You couldn't buy it any fucking where. I had an alert set up on Amazon to let me know when they had more copies because I figure it's a CD. They sold out. They'll get more. I was wrong. They finally did notify me that they had more copies and it was two third-party sellers selling one copy apiece. One copy Brand was total of? going for $290 and the cheap no. one... $190. $190. Yeah. And the cheap one was going for $160. Yes. Clint bought both. 
I neither. I called Magnolia's Thunder Pussy here in Columbus. They said, yep, we got a whole bunch of copies. Come on down. Probably the only place in the fucking state that had them. And they said only one per customer? One per customer, because I was actually joking with the guy standing there in line as I was buying it. Said, dude, I should buy like four of these and make a shitload of money. He said, well, as good an idea as that is, you can only buy one per person. But, you know, he'd said something where he was seeing them actually selling for some of these ridiculous prices and... I just can't imagine how many disappointed people there were <laughs> with this thing. That's bad enough with tickets. Now we got to do it with albums. I it's guess. fucking, and it's a CD. Yeah, it's. I mean, I'm simultaneously. The, the, we should say really the, happy that some CDs sold like this. The 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 list price is forty six bucks. Forty six dollars, and uh, I have one. Is it on the charger? It is not. <laughs> it's on the fucking shelf. Once it dies, it will never be on the it, It's on the shelf, and it may never be opened again. <laughs> All right. So to the review. The actual album. Uh, I'll make mine short and sweet. Um, so uh, I, I hadn't listened to the album. What Clint tells me about it is it's different than the digital album. It's it's um, tool light essentially. It's got all the horse shit taken away, all the right. extra tracks that the don't mean anything. CD is the better Condensed, version because yeah. it doesn't have all the there's no room segue tracks. Yeah, there's no room on the album they on the to, CD for yeah. the so they had to cut like seven minutes. When you take that shit out, it gets better. There, I don't, that stuff goes over my head, out my butt, up my nose. Insert whatever Ooh. that stuff. Yeah. So take that out. It's pretty good. Um, it sounds like tool. Uh, biggest complaint is, you know, I've said before, I can take long songs from Pink Floyd and Tool, and they deliver the long songs. They are a little too long. Ten minutes is a long fucking song when you could cut it in half and have a great song. Ten minutes is the short song. Right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it sounds like Tool. It doesn't sound like, um, I thought I was worried it was going to sound too perfect circle and artsy, fartsy, horse poopy. It certainly sounds fucking artsy farty. <laughs> just not in that way. Yeah, well, just not in the pop way. They they still Adam's still killing the easy guitars and the drums are nonstop fucking amazing. They're, Dude. they're their own song in themselves. Um, At one point, literally. <laughs> but I I liked it. I mean, uh, I've listened to it three times since it came out, and uh, I'm gonna stick with my previous rating. The last time I recorded this, and give it a four. I have listened to it a lot more times than this than three, and uh, when we originally recorded all this, I came away with a four too. Since then, I've kind of changed my mind. Degrade, downgrade. Degrade. It uh, you know it starts off with that Fear Inoculum song that was the original one that they released, and I was I, I don't know I. I that one didn't hit me as well as I wanted it to, but it stuck around. And the more I listen to it, the more I like it. Oddly enough, the end of it there where it picks up and gets heavy, it's... Probably might be one of the best parts on the album. It, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's I think that's part of why I'm starting to like it more and more and more. The song that comes after that, that uh, Numa, is... It's a really good fucking Tool song. It's It leads in with... It leads in with the bass... Like so many of their songs do, he's got, and it even for him, it's kind of a different baseline where it sounds like it's chords, and he's just got it soaked in delay, and it it builds up, and it actually stays a little heavy-ish toward the end, you know, like the nine-minute mark or something, where he comes back in singing along with it. But for the most part, through the album, when it gets heavy, Manor disappears, 
he can't, won't do the aggressive vocals yeah, anymore. Yeah, he said he that who someone said that he literally the band can't. says that he yeah. can't do it anymore, and that's why they don't play certain songs live anymore. That's why they don't. He's not on. He, he just completely drops out, which makes you know sometimes makes those heavy parts better, but sometimes it's clear that those those heavy parts could use something over them. Well, that's good that he's not saying, "Well, I can't do this, so let's not do this." He's like, "Well, let's still do this." I'll just be over here in the shadow. I'll just go ahead and mohawk. go take a drink of water. Right. Uh, the uh, every it seemed like everybody's first run through the album. They came away talking about the last song, Tempest, but it's spelled it's with not a the la- seven. It's not the last song. It's the last actual song. Yeah. So we have seven impist. Yes, and for good reason. It's the only song that really gets going right off the bat. It holds your attention more or less. For the whole fifteen damn minutes, is it fifteen? It's fifteen, but, but it exactly, stays heavy. The it whole doesn't time, really right? feel like it's yeah. fifteen. It's a good damn song. His his vocals are close to aggressive most of the way. He's, the cadence that he has is really weird, and I can't figure out what the hell it reminds me of. But it reminds me of Tool. something. No, it, <laughs> it, there's something. But that song itself might be Adam Jones at his fucking finest. He nails a couple really good solos on there. All of the riffs are fucking smoking. Maybe the, the riffs. only song. It may be the only song in their catalog where he's doing cooler shit than the bass player is through the whole fucking thing. In their catalog? Then uh, what'd I say? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my the, uh, through a handful of listens, though, I've kind of... It's not that I've soured on that song. It's that I've come around more on that Invincible song that was one of the first ones that they were playing live. I'm a, I'm, no one can hear me, but I'm shaking my head no because I have no idea what these songs are called. It's a fucking great song, man. It's they've In all their interviews and stuff, they talk about how the album itself is about getting older and, oddly enough, the number seven because yeah. of some of the time signatures and other weird things. This song's clearly about that. Even the lyrics I can get along with. And just musically, it drops out like three times, I think, and each time it comes back fucking better. I really dig it. You want to do an Insidious song that drops out three times? Probably not. <laughs> I also don't want to do one that's seven minutes long, let alone ten. That Just to think about the live show for a second. I mean, it's not like this is the first time they've done long songs. I don't know, man. I, I can see it going both ways. You Sitting there for a 16-minute Tool song. One that you don't really know. You will, I mean, a lot of fans probably have listened to Tempest a billion times before right. they come to the town, but it's like... I get fucking bored as shit because Maynard does not put on a show. No. no one in the band does. The the screen behind them is their show. Doing all kinds of weird yeah. shit, sure. Which is all ninety percent of it, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like you've never done before, is all shit you've seen anyway. It's just recycled artwork. Uh, Maybe for their new tours and stuff. Yeah, they have I, don't, I haven't seen them since uh, I was. I haven't seen them since two thousand one. Yeah, I've I've seen them a couple years after that. Uh, yeah, I I wouldn't know at this point. Um. The uh, those songs are all kind of like the highlights of the album. There's that descending song. The other two songs on the album are the ones that suffer. How many songs are there? There are seven actual songs, and then his drum solo thing. That makes sense. The seventh thing. Yeah. yeah, his drum solo thing, which by the way confirms that that dude has sold his fucking soul. <laughs> he he's not real. To Neil Pert. Just something. <laughs> The uh, the other two songs I think are the ones that suffer the most with the length of the songs, descending and uh, calling voices. Descending would be fucking excellent if it was seven minutes Isn't instead it, of is thirteen. Is it culling voices? Calling, C U L L. Yeah. What does that mean? I have no idea. Okay. Go ahead. As you were. Descending would have been great if it was seven, but it's thirteen, and I get bored with it at like three different times, and every time it starts to pick back up, it drops back out into nothing, and it's like, 
No. Damn it. And that calling voice is nobody will ever admit it, but they wanted to do like a different version of Push It off of Anima, and they don't come anywhere near it because part of what makes that song so fucking great isn't just the music and the buildup and everything, but it's when Mannard loses his shit toward the end of it. That song is, everybody will tell you one of their best songs, and Calling Voices, everybody will tell you, is nowhere near as good as <laughs> it. <laughs> All uh, that said. And even me, I don't I don't know what Push It is. Push It is. But if you played it, I would sing along sure. with it. But I, have, I've, I don't retain these things. Never did. Never will. Clint, that's what that's what he brings to the table. That's the I, good looks and the memory, and I bring the deep sultry voice. There it is. So yeah, um, like we were talking earlier. Uh, originally, I was on board with Brian. Yeah, 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 board. yeah. What, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? We're gonna I think I'm dropping it to like a three six. Oh. <laughs> Why not like a three point four? Because when you add three and four, you it'd be seven. seven. Yeah. Oh, redo. Because I'm not that clever. <laughs> So there's me uh, rambling about Tool for it lost it probably lost seven minutes. Point four. Ah, uh, oh, ha. Okay, got it, got it. Um, can do you want me? Do you want me to not include the perfect circle or the perfect circle or the the Russian circle? You're the timekeeper, big guy. We got it's twenty three minutes. On top of so that puts us at fifty something. Yeah, yeah, probably skip it. It's coming in at Fine. one point. That you know that'll make all the more sense when we're playing random fucking songs. All right, so. <laughs> It'll make it sound like it took you longer to do it. <laughs> no, I'm still telling everybody. About it. All, right. All right, so done with that. Tool is done. Okay, we'll see you again in 13 years. Yes. Unless we get one. them on the show and actually have the rights to play some of their music on the show, that'll be the last you hear us talk about Tool yeah. for a while, I'm yes. sure. But you will hear us talk about ourselves. Yay! And the things we buy. This segment will probably go. We're narcissists. We'll probably we'll probably go away as well, depending on time, but. I got a guitar. This is Gear Geekin, by the way, coming Ooh, out. Ooh, you got a guitar? I got a guitar, and it is a Explorer, because I didn't own an Explorer. So I got an Epiphone 58 Gothic Explorer. Why? It's like a $400, $500 guitar. The guy wanted 250 bucks. He accepted my $200 offer, and it's got a kill switch in the tone knob. Come on, man! <laughs> I want to put a, a uh, Black Winter humbucker in the uh, bridge position. And just fucking rock it out. It plays great for a two hundred dollar guitar. I'll Shit. tell you the truth, buddy. It, it took uh, it, it took a minute to get used to looking at you holding the damn thing at practice What's the other night. <laughs> it, was, it doesn't fit me. It was. It's another flat black guitar too, which is not what I need because I that, my main guitar is flat black, but it just happened to be the one that right. the Explorer shape that. And then I saw that I had to kill so na 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 na, and I'm like, yes, I'll never use it, but it's fun and it's two hundred bucks. That's all I got. Because Brian's got two hundred dollars to throw away. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I got a new, uh, SW, not new, new to me, SWR Working Man 410 for the practice area, along with a uh, a delay pedal that was so cheap I couldn't even tell you the name of it. But it has delay. It has delay, and it works, and will get used more than the 410 does. Yeah. And it cost me $20. So And it was delivered next day. It was Thanks, delivered Brian. next day. Thank you, Amazon Overlords. Fuck, I should look up the name of that. People get really picky with delay pedals. Why? I don't, I'm not a delay connoisseur, but like this one sounds better than this one, and that one sounds better than that one. Like It just takes whatever you played and just repeats it. It plays it slower, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is a... I'm going with 
Kline mm, Echo Delay Guitar Effects Pedal Time Space Bass Distortion True Bypass Blue CP Dash Seventeen Time Space Bass Time Space Bass 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 Yeah, it does the job. It's fun. Nice little uh, variation to some of our songs. Sure. Then if you've what? got $25 and you need a uh, delay pedal, go for it. Call your mom. It will. <laughs> not my mom. She'll give you an allowance. Not my mom. She listens. You can call her. She's not, she's not giving you $25, okay, though. No. <laughs> okay. Now what are we doing? Now I think we're done. Well, we're on all the social media. Yes, we are. As long as all of the social medias are Instagram. I legitimately forgot that for a second. Twitter and Facebook. Because uh, you're never on there anymore. Uh, Right. Find us, like us, follow us if you don't already. Um, like our band in City and then there's that too. Um, we are there. We do stuff. We like you too. You should come like with us. Find us on all the <laughs> come like with us. Hey, like find it. us on all the uh, podcast platforms. Subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. We are fiends for those downloads. And uh, we, uh, I mean, this never works out, but we'll say it again. You like the idea? Do you think it'd be good? Yeah. Think it'd be bad? Tell you what, Mel. Tell us your top three fucking tool songs, along with telling us what you think of the new format. And eostupidity at gmail.com. We'll pay ten seconds of those tool songs and and call it. I forget the technical term. You can legally use like ten, 10 seconds, seconds. anyway. Yeah. Call it some term, but we won't really do that. We'll just, everyone's heard it. <laughs> um. Other than that, that's all I got there, big guy. Okay. Well, this felt too easy, but we're done. It's because we're sober. Mm. Bye.